From the concert halls to the juke joints, from churches to festivals in the fields, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan, celebrating the sounds of Memphis for more than 20 years. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide. Major funding for Bill Street Caravan is provided by the AutoZone Corporation and Memphis Tourism. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Jared Boyd. This week on Beale Street Caravan, we've got our longtime pals, the soul-rockin' Reba Russell Band on the show. Grammy-nominated bluesman Guy Davis will be with us to deliver an installment of the Blues Hall of Fame, an exploration of the lives of the pioneers and innovators enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame here in Memphis, Tennessee, brought to you by the Blues Foundation. That's all coming up right now on Beale Street Caravan. Hey, Pat. Hey, JB. This week, I'm excited for what we've got. We're welcoming back the fantastic Reba Russell Band on the show today. Russell and her crew have been mainstays in Memphis for some time after forming in the early 1980s. The band has released eight records independently, and when they're apart, their lead singer Reba Russell is a force in the studio with backing sessions on vocals. She might be a best-kept secret to some, but those who are hip in town can pick her voice out on select recordings by U2, Lucero, Huey Lewis in the News, among a list of other star-studded performers. We dig her and the band because her music always feels so deeply authentic to her. It's soul, it's rock, and it's even a itsy-bitsy-bit folky. So it's hard to put this band in a box. <laughs> I've seen her squeak even a little bit of gospel into that mix too, Pat. Yep, you're right, she sure does. As much as fans love her here in town, she's wild audiences on the road too. The group has been to Europe to deliver some deep Memphis flavor. She's the type to get inside of you by sharing her personal story through song. And if you're not moved by her emotion, you certainly will be moving your body. Yes, indeed. Let's check her out live on Bill Street Caravan.
Dank.
Here's more from Reba Russell Band, live on Bill Street Caravan. It's time for women to rule the 
do believe it's time. That was the Reba Russell Band live on Beale Street Caravan. For more information on the band, visit RebaRussell.com. We'll be back with more music from Reba in a bit. Up next, Grammy-nominated bluesman Guy Davis takes us through the life histories of the pioneers and innovators enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame. This segment is brought to you by the Blues Foundation and is also available as a standalone podcast through iTunes. Liquor from the stove make me sick, Bessie said. She tossed me $3. I knew where to go. Under the viaduct, a man sold half gallons. Bessie didn't get it by the glass. She didn't allow anybody in her company to drink anything but old moonshine. I had to run home with that jug. I told her, your whiskey burns my palate. We still had a couple of hours of daylight to kill before showtime. She said, let's have some fun. We went down Auburn Avenue. Bessie couldn't go a block without somebody recognizing her. Many a hand went out and she wouldn't let one leave empty. She carried a pocket full of dimes and sprinkled a few in every palm. We looked in all the windows at the hats and dresses. At the shoe store, we shrieked when we saw the patent leather high-heeled Mary Janes. I said, I'm in love. Bessie said, we have to have those. The salesman brought out our sizes. I thought Bessie gave all her money away in the street. I knew I couldn't afford no shoes. Bessie pulled up her dress and the clerk stepped back like he's scared. She had on a carpenter's smock under there and kept her dollars buttoned up in those pockets like a cash register. Bessie was cool about hiring black gals for the chorus line and not just high yellow like every other show. But one black gal named Bootsy liked to worry me half to death. Bootsy stared daggers at me when me and Bessie waltzed in wearing our matching shoes. We got there just in time to slip out of our Mary Janes and for Bessie to take off her carpenter's smock and get on stage. After the show, I went back to the dressing room. My new Mary Janes were right where I left them, cut to pieces. I ran to Bessie's dressing room, too scared to speak. I dropped the shoes on her lap. Bessie just breathed for a few seconds and said, Let Bootsy think she got away with it. Come payday, she made Bootsy wait. Took care of everybody else right down to the prop boys. Called her in very last. It was just me, Bessie, and Bootsy. She counted Bootsy's bills out one by one. Then she snatched back the last 20. That's for Ruby's shoes, Bessie said. Bootsy squeezed the Coca-Cola bottle in her hand. She smashed Bessie upside the head and ran out the door. Bessie looked like she didn't feel a thing. Dove right down Auburn Avenue after Bootsy. Bootsy screamed, police! She opened her mouth a second time, and before anything could come out of it, Bessie's fist went in and broke out Bootsy's pearly front teeth. The cop grabbed Bessie's arm before she punched again. As the police were pushing her into the paddy wagon, she passed me her money. Bessie said, give this to Eggy to bail me out, just as the policeman slammed the back door. Eggy worked for Bessie. 
he was a dancer, one of the three sheiks. Bessie gave him the name Eggy for his shiny, bald head. Eggy played with Bessie, too. She loved a good risk as much as a good time. She carried on with Eggy on the road right under her husband Jack's nose. I understood her thinking. If Eggy could keep that secret, he wouldn't go back and tell Jack about Bessie being locked up. I knew where to find him. Bessie had a custom-made train car painted yellow. In green letters, it said Empress of the Blues. Everybody with the show slept on it. I found Eggy blacked out in one of the staterooms. Didn't know what it cost to bail somebody out, so I just gave it all to him. $1,400, Bessie's profits for the whole week. Was nothing left for me to do but rest. Where the hell is he? Bessie came roaring into my dreams. Where is he at? I woke up and she told me Eggie never came. I was afraid she whooped the police and escaped from jail. How'd you get out? I asked. Owner of the theater we played tonight, she said. We searched that train car high and low. Thing had a kitchen with hot and cold running water, flush toilets, seven staterooms, a bunkhouse down below, and a storage closet where we kept the drop curtains, costumes, and souvenirs. But no eggy. Me and Bessie went back to the street. You got your pay? She asked and took it out of my hand. Bessie ran right for the cab stand outside the theater. She asked the cabbie there, Did you drive a clean-headed man? The cabbie's mouth stayed shut until Bessie flashed the cash. The man said, he went to the sissy ball at the Top Hat and Tails. Bessie turned to me with one eyebrow raised. I will kick his ass until he hollers. Give me a pizza and a bottle of beer. Send me The funk is flying, Bessie said, as we went into the sissy ball. Never seen so many pretty gals in all my life. We got deep in the crowd. She walked up to a table of people we knew. She said, what y'all drinking? They had setups with ice cubes and chopped fruit, bottles of Johnny Walker, red and black. They said, have some pop, Bessie. You'll never get me sick. She opened her handbag and poured something out of it into a glass. We started looking around. All the wigs, makeup, and masks in that place. Bessie downed her drink, went on to the dance floor, and started pulling on hair. Perched up on those new high heels, she caught sight of a shiny, bald head exiting. All those sissies crowded on the dance floor, it was like walking through a maze to get out of there. By the time we did, there was no sign of Eggy. Someone said they saw him run out of the top hat and into the building across the street. We went down there, opened the basement door, and the damn place was full of coffins. Bessie just shook her head. Mm, mm, mm. We searched for hours. Finally, we had to go back to the station and head for the next town, next show. Bessie looked so discouraged. But then she brightened up. She bustled over to the ticket window. Where's the train to Detroit? She asked. Sitting on track two, the agent said, leaving in 15 minutes. Bessie was a genius in ways most people will never understand. Detroit. 
Eggie's hometown. We boarded through the caboose and walked up the aisle. One bald head shined near the front row. Hmm, Bessie said. She got to Eggie and turned like she was going to hurt him, but stopped. Her face went soft. He lay there with his eyes shut like an angel, snoring. An empty bottle of Johnny Walker lay beside him on the seat. Bessie looked at me and sighed. Hmm. She grabbed the bottle by the neck and said, Told y'all that store-bought stuff can hurt you. For listening to the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, brought to you by the Blues Foundation. The Blues Hall of Fame podcast is produced by Bill Street Caravan for the Blues Foundation, written by Preston Lauterbach and voiced by Guy Davis. For more information on the Blues Foundation, go to blues.org. Caravan has brought the sounds of Memphis to public radio airwaves for more than 20 years. And now you can see what we've been talking about. Check out our series of digital shorts through our website or go to iListenToMemphis.com. I Listen to Memphis is about Memphis music today, the people who make it, and the places and culture that fuel it. iListenToMemphis.com. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and many other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from Memphis Travel, Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and if you've just turned us on, we're hanging and listening to the Reba Russell Band. JB, you know, I think Reba has been on the show every year since Bill Street Caravan started. Wow, I mean, I remember when I first started just last year, it was pretty interesting. I went to a show where Reba was featured, and it was my first time really getting a chance to encounter her, but I was really taken aback by just how, even as a man, I really related to the personal stories that she shared from a woman's perspective. It made it feel very tangible to me in a way that many artists really haven't been able to get me to think and marinate on. Well, it takes a strong, fierce woman to make you comfortable with hearing from a strong, fierce woman. Absolutely. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, with more than 30 years in the game, Reba and her band have been reviewed by just about anyone imaginable who's covered music in Memphis. High praise from magazines is abundant across her several releases, and tons of writers have given her stage show high marks. Look no further than a 2010 review in which a writer compared her voice to that of a traveling fortune teller. He began his piece by simply stating, it troubles me that Reba Russell isn't famous. You know, in 10 years' time, if her profile hasn't grown, her repertoire surely has. Yes, yeah, she's a chameleon who can do soft music or hard rockin' tunes, acoustic or electric. And we've already covered that it's hard to nail her genre down. It's a mixture, frankly, of all the elements which make Memphis special. And she borrows from all sides of Memphis music history. Another thing that she does very well is just support others. She's always lending a helping hand to artists here locally and really being a champion for Memphis musicians. Another asset of hers is just her knack for witty storytelling. Her songs always really leave me with a smirk. Whether with devices that are particularly tongue-in-cheek or some that are pretty in-your-face, she gets across a very cunning spunk that lingers in your mind after you're done listening. That's what I love about her. Yeah, I love the way she opens up in song. But what I love even more is that her audience gives that energy back to her, bursting out of their shells just as she does on stage. Here's more of Reba Russell live on Bill Street Caravan.
have Reba Russell here on Bill Street Caravan. Reba, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jared. Thanks for having me. Awesome. You're such a great friend of the show and, and always so kind with your time. And so we really appreciate any time that we can feature you and, and uh, allow our, our audiences to, to really hear your soul, your voice, and, and really your spirit come through with this music. Well, thank you. And it's my pleasure. Well, we're going back into uh, January when you played the show. Can you tell me a bit of, I mean, about how it felt in the green room for this particular day? Well, I have to say, I was not anticipating a big crowd. You know, it was after Christmas, and uh, I had just had a big show with Susan Marshall at the uh, Howard Center, and so we had the Green Room show set up for months, but I just kind of figured not too many people would show up. So the first thing that was amazing is that I think we sold the room out that night, but I love the green room because it really is a listening room, and I enjoyed it to the fullest. You've got quite a bit of experience with this town and, and, and with the music scene here. I mean, how revolutionary is it to really have a space where people are, are really listening and tuned in with the music that you're playing? There's no doubt about it. We needed that space. We needed that venue. Not that there aren't other places that will cater a little bit to singer-songwriter or uh, bands without, you know, a whole lot. No TVs, no, no distractions at all. And this is what I learned by that room being full, is that sometimes we think here in Memphis that people won't support something like that. And it was obvious to me after doing that show that people are desperate for rooms where there's no distractions. It's just the music and the audience. It absolutely is an amazing venue for that reason. In 2020, when someone comes to the Reba Russell show, hopefully if we get an opportunity to spend some time with your music live here soon, what do you hope that people sit down and experience? I want people to feel something. That's really been my main goal from day one. It's pretty much we are playing and saying what we feel, even if they don't like it. I'd rather have a negative response than no response at all. So, you know, I'm trying to push buttons occasionally. <laughs> What are some of those devices and tools to connecting, as you say, you want people to feel your music? In general, I want to share my honest feelings. And that's really the catalyst for most of my music. I'll either be angry at something or intrigued by something and human relationships and the way the world is. So there's usually a catalyst in the news or in our community here in Memphis that spark these creative ideas for me. And uh, Memphis is a hotbed of creativity and there's a lot of activity here, musical activity. And I'm lucky enough to sing a lot of sessions as well. So I get inspired by artists who come to Memphis to record, but you know, the main thing I say to people all the time at my shows, my show is that I don't have a show. I'm just coming to lay it on the line, give everything I have at each performance, and hope I can move people. Do you ever wrestle with the ideas of, of how to continue to stay fresh and, and how to continue to engage people? I kind of feel like I am evolving because of aging in a lot of good ways. I kind of love where I am at this part of my career. I mean, this is kind of a cocky thing to say, but I don't have to try extremely hard to fill my calendar. But at the same time, I'm not running the road. 
as much as I used to. What the beauty part that I've found from that is all that experience has made me an asset in the studio. So I do a lot of session work singing background vocals. So that's part of the evolution of being an artist now for over 40 years. I have a lot of different types of music to draw on and styles and that kind of thing, which make me sort of an asset when artists come to town and need background vocals and that kind of thing. Do you have any, any way to sort of qualify exactly how important Memphis and its influences are to the music world? Well, it, it cannot be overstated. Let's just put it that way. I can tell you that in Europe, Memphis is one of the top places where people are importing music from and where they're coming to record music. There is no doubt that our legacy from the earliest times of Beale Street and Memphis music to the present is absolutely just as important across the planet as it's been in any other generation of music. The beautiful thing about Memphis is that we keep growing musicians. There has been no lack of musical legacy here. But the bottom line is Memphis music is just as important as any other area. New Orleans, Chicago, Nashville, Atlanta, Austin. Memphis is a jewel in that crown, just like all those other places are. And there's no doubt that our musicians of the past, the musicians of today are some of, if not the best, on the planet. And I can tell you that I know that people in Europe, South America, many other places, think of us as a mecca for music. Well, I know like, like many other musicians here locally, you are beginning to wrap your head around what the possibilities may be to continue to record and hopefully maybe even continue to perform. What's next that, that fans can expect from you? For right now, it looks like we're going to be streaming. I really don't know what the future is for that, but I can tell you that any opportunity that I get to play in a fairly safe atmosphere live in front of people, all of us musicians are going to take those. It's a really difficult situation, but I am going to record some new songs this year and get them out, and I will be when I'm offered work. If I can do it safely, I will definitely be trying to do that. And I know most musicians will, too. Um, we just have to be really, really careful to make sure that we're not hurting anyone or ourselves. Well, in the meantime, are there any particular ways that people can continue to show their, their support for Reba Russell? Well, we have been doing some Facebook Live shows, so come by my Facebook page every now and then, Reba Russell on Facebook and my website, RebaRussell.com. And I have lots of music out there right now that you can download on iTunes and everywhere else. So um, the best thing you can do is go look up somebody's music and buy some of it and request it. You know, call your stations, call your, you know, send satellite radio, XM and all that. Tell them you want to hear your favorites. And that will help us, too. That will help us get through this year. Awesome. We're so, so glad anytime we can have you on Bill Street Caravan. And thank you so much for, for sharing uh, your music with us and, and your words and, and your time. Well, thank you so much for continuing to support all of us. We really appreciate it. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Here's more from Reba Russell live on Bill Street Caravan.
much for coming to the green room. Y'all are so sweet and kind. All my love to y'all.
the Reba Russell Band. That was the Reba Russell Band, live on Bill Street Caravan. For more of their music, visit RebaRussell.com. From there, you can keep up with all the dates on their schedule and find their past recordings. If you love their sound, come on to Memphis and catch them in person. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, Memphis Tourism, Arts Memphis, Tennessee Arts Commission, and Tennessee Tourism for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. You can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Do you love Memphis music? Tell us why and use the hashtag #IListenToMemphis. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can always keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available through iTunes. We'll be back next week, so until then, I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Jared Boyd. And you've been listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Bill Street Caravan.